With me today, I have Allison Blad, who is a registered nutritional therapist. She specializes in midlife menopause women, helping them through the negative symptoms that that comes with premenopause, during menopause, and all the struggles we we face as women to to maintain our health. It's a struggle before menopause. And with that on top of it, it can even be more challenging. So in today's episode, I am going to be speaking with Allison and asking her some questions on how to manage your your weight, your lifestyle, your mood, and all the symptoms that arise in this period in our life. I do believe there's many of you who are either pre-menopause or you're in menopause and you can benefit from hearing um, somebody who's who's worked with so many women on this topic. So super excited to introduce her to you, to dig in and get started. Hello. Uh, hello there. <laughs> Hi, How nice are you? Good. Nice to meet you. You as well. I did a quick intro in, into you, but I want to ask you and I want to get to know you as well. So okay. um, I think, and as soon as you sent me a message, I knew that this was a great topic just because I do work with a lot of women who are either pre-menopause or during, and let's be real, it's hard to manage our weight before this happens, let alone have added challenges. Yeah. Right? Totally. And it, it's, it's so true what you say, you know, weight management is, is difficult at the best of times. But then when you come into perimenopause and, and menopause and you suddenly start putting weight on and there's no real explanation for it, then, you know, it can be really stressful for women. Absolutely. Like so many of us women, and that's my why reason for for wanting to help people, period, is we we do struggle with our weight. There are always added challenges right? And it makes something that's already difficult, even more difficult. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we've got, yeah. we've got, there's so many things going on with hormones and, you know, there's so many things that we have to cope with, you know, with all the menopausal symptoms and everything else and busy lives and, uh, you know, it, it's just never ending. And then all of a sudden you feel, you know, the abdomen area expanding. It, it's just becomes overwhelming. I find with my clients, they get very stressed about it. Absolutely. I mean, life is hard to keep up with as is when we're struggling with our weight and we have things that are slowing us down further. It does get frustrating. We do feel behind, right? And we feel like we can't keep up with everything because we just don't have the energy to even do so. No. Right? So, okay. Tell me a little bit about you, Allison. What started this spark for you to, to help women with this particular struggle? Yeah, um, my name's Alison Blood, and I'm a registered nutritional therapist. Um, and I am actually an esthetician as well. I, I trained many years ago as an esthetician. So how I came into the, the health and wellness industry, working specifically with women, I started off working as an esthetician uh, because of when I was a teenager, I had very bad skin. I had uh, acne and I didn't really get the help that I needed and it was hormone based you know puberty hormones acne and that's really where my interest in hormones started you know I found them fascinating so when when I trained and became an esthetician I specialized in women's hormonal skin health and that led me into so many ladies that were 
coming up into perimenopause and menopause that we're developing, you know, you can actually develop acne, pigmentation, aging, you know, skin and, and everything. Um, so that's really where I started. And that led me to go back to university and train to be a nutritional therapist because I very quickly realized that, you know, you can apply things and do treatments from the outside, but you've got to also work on the inside part as well. Uh, oh, so important that yeah yeah to get the, the results yeah period and I love that you said that too about like you started to realize one thing and it realized that there was a lot about it right I um was diagnosed with diabetes type 1 diabetes when I was 16 so I was already interested in like working out and being healthy and active but then for me it was like this is more than that right? This is like, you need this, you need to manage yourself, or you're not going to be able to to do the basic stuff. Right. And hormones, especially even um, as like, I I work with a lot of women with weight loss, and I like, I know the basics. But personally, I just went through the similar struggle. So I'm still have some acne scars here. And I really struggled because it was my hormones being struggling to balance. Yeah. alongside the diabetes and then you put in your diet and your stress all those things and it it makes it really difficult to to just maintain and keep up with your health period yeah totally it's, it's a it's like you say it's a combination isn't it it's not just the one thing you know when we look at menopause or weight gain it, it it's a combination of many different factors that come into play uh, you know, there's still, you know, the, the re- there is more research needed on, they still don't fully understand why women, you know, have problems with weight during this time period. There's, there's many different factors that come together that, that could, you know, cause or be at, play a part in this, but they still don't really understand. And, and the research that, that's been done is saying that the hormonal changes in perimenopause and menopause are not related to the, the weight gain. So it, I can I totally understand how women are very confused. Yes, whereas, you know, a lot of us don't even know that our hormones are out of whack. And we're, you know, a lot of us are knowing, okay, I do need to live healthier. I do need to make changes. And associated with it is obviously the weight loss piece. But tell me, have you experienced a lot of women who motivated by the weight life side of it but don't you know kind of skip past and forget that they got to become healthier in that process yeah I mean everyone wants a, a quick fix don't they I think the whole of society today is you know okay let me do this for two weeks and then I'm going to lose all the weight and feel fantastic and unfortunately it doesn't work like that and, and yeah I, I, you do see clients that it, I think it depends on how motivated they are, but they're not necessarily always prepared to put all the work in to get the results, which, I mean, that's just human nature, isn't it, really? We, if we can find an easier way to do something. And because it's so many different factors that come into play with menopause or weight gain, you know, you it, it, okay, what you eat is a big part of it, but there's also a lot to do with lifestyle and, and you know, everything around and mindset that, that comes into play. So there's so many pieces, right? Mm. So many pieces. And I know we're trying, we're skipping and 
I want to ask you all kinds of questions. I got them wrote out. Um, but I mean, it is a balance of all of it. It is, right? That's why when I created my program that I have, I'll tell you more about it later, but it's it's not just the nutrition side and the training. <laughs> it's a, It's all of the four pieces, right? Your mindset's really important too. You have to encourage yourself along the way. You have to not get down on yourself. You have to have a positive mindset, right? Again, that comes with detaching the weight loss piece, eating less, but period. We're all confused. (laughs) There's too many pieces, right? And somebody going into it and trying to understand and trying to lose weight with the minimal time that we have, it's really difficult to get lost, even though you're you're doing some actions, you're making some changes, they may not be the changes that are getting you the actual health, the actual results, right? So can we start a little bit about um, just with regards to like starting off, (laughs) how hormones being out of whack can cause it to be much more difficult for you to lose weight, to feel the energy to begin working out, that starting piece. Why is it so difficult for us to get started? <laughs> no, it's a great question. I think what I need to explain first is, you know, you've got, when you come into perimenopause is on average the age of 45. And that's where your hormones really start. You, you're still uh, ovulating, you still become pregnant, but your hormones are starting to fluctuate. So, you know, one month they can be up, they can be down, they can be, it's a bit like a roller coaster. And that triggers off all the you know there's symptoms like hot flashes weight gain mood swings you know there's there's about 40 different symptoms and perimenopause goes on till around 51 years old that again that's the average it varies considerably uh and menopause basically is when if you haven't had a period for a year then you are then in menopause so if you haven't ovulated for a year then you're in what we call menopause uh, and then you've you've stopped ovulating, you've stopped producing eggs, and and the time after that is called postmenopause, where where your ovaries have stopped producing um, female sex hormones, and you're actually I mean your body's so clever, and it realizes that we need estrogen and progesterone, uh, so your adrenal glands, which are little glands that sit on top of your kidneys, they produce a, a minimal amount of um, estrogen and progesterone just to keep your body healthy so that's really the the stages of menopause but in answer to your question with with weight gain and hormones there's just so many factors I mean some of the factors that start coming into play due to hormones uh, one is is uh, blood sugar balance and, and insulin which is your uh, hormone that enables the energy and sugar to get into the cells so you can use it estrogen actually affects how your cells react to insulin so it's it's been shown that as women get older and they their estrogen levels decline that you can be more uh, vulnerable to um, insulin resistance which means that your body isn't reacting to you know when you eat carbohydrates you should produce insulin. And this insulin is like the key that opens up the cell, which allows your body to use the energy. But if you're becoming more insulin resistant, 
you know, your blood sugar levels will be increasing and your body can't utilize that energy. And then your, your hunger increases as well. And, and I think a lot of the time we struggle too, is because like, from what I'm understanding with regards to the pre-menopause state, it's almost the hardest stage because your body is still doing what it should be doing before menopause, but it's giving you the hormones that you're kind of in menopause, right? And that obviously really, really affects how we're absorbing our food. But what about for those who are not taking care of ourselves before this pre-menopause phase? That makes that harder stage even more difficult. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you you will, if you're not in such a healthy shape when you come into perimenopause, then you will or will, but you, you may suffer from symptoms a lot worse. Right. What, what the insulin does and the, the blood sugar is insulin is what we call a fat storing hormone. So, you know, if you think that your blood sugar levels are, are higher because you can't utilize the, the, the glucose in your blood, your body goes, okay, well, what are we going to do with all this energy? And it will store it as fat. So the most important thing really is to balance, keep your blood sugar levels uh, balanced. So that that's one of the, the key areas. But also, I mean, we, we tend to blame everything on the menopause, but you can't forget the aging, the natural aging process. Uh, we do gain as women more fat mass. We lose muscle mass when we, as we age. And muscles, we really want to keep that because their muscles uh, crave a lot of energy. So when we've got mus- a muscular body, we will automatically burn more, much more, more calories. Energy. Exactly. Yeah. And again, I think that's why it's so important for uh, women before the menopause stage to take care of themselves, just because you don't want your body already more susceptible to the insulin resistance to, you know, you're not weight training, you're not doing anything, and then you're losing more muscle mass. Like it, it's making an already difficult time more difficult for you right yeah totally yeah I mean look after your muscles are so important you know and it's all it's all if you go into menopause with a a strong body then it's going to be much better for you you're going to get through it much much better in, in a healthier state absolutely I think a lot and you work with just women only um is that we women we struggle we stay away from the weights right it's almost like that our culture was still believes that weight loss and cardio is the best scenario and I I do believe that women tend to stray away from the weight training because they think it's it's only to build muscle right but it's just benefits our health so much more than that yeah absolutely and I mean bone health is a I mean, I know we're talking about weight today, but bone health in, in menopausal women is crucial because your bone density declines with because of the lack of estrogen and, and the aging process and other factors. So, you know, it's been shown strength training really helps to keep your bones strong. So it's really very important for, for women that are, you know, coming into this time period. A hundred percent. And I go back to the mindset piece too, because if we believe that we're only working out or we're only weight training to lose weight or to build muscle, you're not going to be likely to stick to it, or you're not going to be likely to actually enjoy it either. Right. Mm -hmm. A big shift that I had to make now, I've, I have been somebody who's 
who's always loved the, the weight training and the workout side. Um, but I still couldn't have the association, the negative association is of, I had to work out to work off calories. I have to wait. Do you know what I mean? It's, and it's pretty easy sometimes for us to feel that way, right? That we only need to work out if we're trying to lose weight, only need to work out if we need to build muscle, but exercising weight training is, is for the mental piece, a lot of the side of it too. Totally. Yeah. There's the, the, the huge amount of research now on how exercise is, is crucial for mental health and mental well-being. So yeah, it's the whole, it's, it's exercise just great for everything, isn't it? It's, it's the whole lifestyle and healthy. There isn't just one factor really. You should do it for your overall health and happiness. Absolutely. And that was actually one of the one topics I was like, we probably won't touch a lot on training, but I just want to clue it up because we're talking about how much it's correlated and it totally is, right? Mm -hmm. If you're not exercising, absolutely. And you still make big changes in your nutrition, you can still make progress. You can still be healthy and, you know, reach your goals. But like I, I explained into my Beyond the Scale Academy, like it's going to boost, it's going to make eating your next meal a little simpler, a little more motivated to do it. And it does truly make like you getting to sleep earlier, easier. Do you know what I mean? It, it comes in all of the pieces. It might be one of the smaller pieces as such, but it definitely boosts and makes the other pieces easier to manage. Yeah, it's crucial. Totally. And it doesn't, like I say to my clients, you know, it doesn't have to, but you don't have to go to a gym for two hours a day. You know, it's a lot of the clients I work with are already very stressed and overwhelmed and they just don't have time. So the last thing I want to do is make them even more stressed by saying, OK, you have to go to the gym and do this and that. Just find something that works for you, even if it's just going for a 10 minute walk or it doesn't have to be extreme <laughs> all at once. I think, again, that's where our diet culture has gone so wrong. It's like. Monday comes, let's do a 360, change everything in our diet, and now I have to work out seven days a week, right? Nobody can, needs to do that even at the maximum stage, right? The, the tying into now, of course, the and you've listened to the podcast, I really love talking about the mental side of things, and that's what I truly feel gives you the results, right? And line back in with that. <laughs> if you go into it thinking, like, I have to be perfect tomorrow. You're going to be having too much pressure on yourself, too overwhelmed. And then that can lead to sometimes you not getting any results or any progress at all. Small steps, isn't it? Small steps. If you do small changes consistently, you will see big results. 100%. And that's where, again, I guess the confusion comes in because we don't know which steps to be taking because we only have a little bit of a window right? So we feel like, okay, if I change everything all at once, then maybe whatever will stick is supposed to stick. But then we have no idea what actually does work and what doesn't when those, that scenario happens, right? So like you suggested, like walking is better than nothing, right? If you're doing no exercise at all, you know, in your heart, you could be doing something to benefit further, right? So simply starting with a couple weight training sessions a week, they can be at home. They can be totally 20 minutes. That's better than nothing. Right. But baby steps, because it it really builds your momentum. Yeah, totally. Just small steps and do what makes you 
feel good. I, I find something that makes you happy. I mean, exercise should be enjoyable, shouldn't it? It shouldn't be, oh, now I've got to go and exercise and oh, how awful. You should be thinking, oh, how wonderful. Now I'm going to go and go for a walk or go for a bike ride or whatever. Something that makes you happy. It shouldn't be dreaded. It should be the good piece, the fun piece of it all. Hey, we all don't always love eating healthy. It gets easier as you go. But again, it's it's that hard thing. It's something that is hard to start, but makes you feel better and pays off afterwards. But we're really often we go to, okay, let's see if I can take the easier route. But what happens is we go around it and we end up taking longer and we have to get back and still do the hard thing anyway. It's like there is no, there are no shortcuts. It's a lifestyle, isn't it? It's, it's doing the right things every day. And I mean, we're all human. And I, I, I say to my clients, do the, we say like 80, 20, you can really do that up until you hit menopause. And then it's like 90, 10. So if you do 90% of what you do and what you eat is, is, is good and healthy and nutritious, you know, there's the 10% where you can just have fun and, you know, it totally doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know, you can have a glass of wine or eat some chocolate or, or whatever, but, you know, in more, everything in moderation. Absolutely. We can't have equal balance of things at equal time. We can never separate that. Our, our lifestyle is way too busy for that. But we can definitely control, can control the proportions a bit better, right? If you're not, again, if you're not exercising at all, that's, you just have to give a little bit. That's progress right? And then if you're obviously you're, you know that your nutrition's okay, but there's room for improvement, you can just work towards a little higher of a percentage, right? Gradual baby steps. And this is going to help you too. Like, even if you're young and you're my age, you know, like menopause is not going to be that long away before it's pre-menopause. You still have to take care of your body now, right? gain as much muscle as you can to keep your metabolism as high as possible totally and I mean I think it's quite interesting what what you're saying because you're obviously you're young and you know you you maybe hadn't even started thinking about menopause but it it fascinates me how many younger women don't really understand what perimenopause and menopause is and I don't know what it's like in the US, but in, in Europe at the moment, there's a bit of a menopause revolution going on where women are, uh, you know, women that are coming into this transition want help and they want support because it's always been a bit of a stigma attached to it, hasn't it? Menopause as being, oh, you know, it's kind of the end of your fertility and, you know, you're becoming older. Whereas it really should be embraced. And I mean, you think older women have so much more experience and, you know, they're fantastic. It should be thought of as, as in a positive way. It's a totally natural thing. It's not a disease. Something that we can't avoid happening, it's going to happen. But I think, again, if we don't explore and learn about our body now, it's going to make it more difficult when hormones are getting completely shot at you in all directions to try to then understand your body and only just get started at that point. Yeah. Right? That's where the overwhelm will totally come in because you will need to, yes, start exercising. And if you're not doing any of those pieces, any, you know, form of nutrition guidance at all and like direction towards trying to live healthy, when we have those added challenges, it makes something that's hard kind of feel impossible. Yeah. Totally. Right? 
because the, the hormones being out of balance is, is not really in your control when you're in menopause. But at my age, it's something I can control and manage right now. Yeah, totally through lifestyle and, and nutrition. And, you know, we were talking about blood sugar balance during menopause. But I mean, that is crucial for, you know, premenopausal ladies. That, that really affects hormones. If your blood sugar is out of whack the whole time, that will, uh, some people are very sensitive to that at certain times of the month that, you know, that they, they really need to just eat a, a diet full of whole foods. It, 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 eat real foods in balance and just get rid of all the like processed sugary foods and drinks. It's so hard because again, our diet culture, it's like fast foods, every corner we go. And, you know, it's even this grocery stores, there's all kinds of packaged foods that looks and seems like it's healthy, but it's still from a package. And again, if we go back to that rule, I mean, you're not going to never eat something from a package. You're never not going to have a glass of wine or come on, we all have chocolate, but there's a balance. Yeah. Right. If you're eating the processed foods all of the time, always eating takeout and never giving your body the nutrition it needs, you're going to be hungry. You're going to be your weight is going to start to gain and you're not you're going to struggle to get out of it. Right. And then it's very confusing because those packaged foods and the things we think are healthy, they have so many empty calories. So they don't really actually fill you up. No. Right. I encourage, um, in my program, I, I really don't want women going into it thinking, okay, nutrition side of it, I have to eat less because I don't know about you, but a lot of us women, we don't eat enough, right? They, you skip your breakfast or you skip your lunch and you think, okay, but if I eat less, I'll lose more. Right. But this damages our hormones more too. Yeah, that's a good point that you have to, you know, also going back to blood sugar, you really have to keep that in, in, in line. And that is by eating regularly, you know, and it's all about what you eat, isn't it? Eating in balance, having healthy fats, uh, carbohydrates and protein with every meal and, and preferably carbohydrates from vegetables. Uh, so if, if, even if you have a snack, just have, you know, if you have some nut butter with the half an apple, you know, really trying to eat in in balance rather than eating all this processed food and I think some people find, think oh I don't you know they don't know what to do because the because there is so much processed food in the supermarkets and, and shops but it doesn't have to be complicated it's all okay you do have to prepare a bit but you don't have to cook you know luxury meals every every evening you know if you just have a nice salad with some chicken or some salmon or fish or you know if, tofu if you if you don't eat meat it really doesn't have to be complicated and it's not a lot of people always say oh it's too expensive I can't afford to eat healthily and that actually is not true and that's been proven in various studies that you know eating okay you know your normal fruit and vegetables are actually quite reasonably priced and and (laughs) things like chicken and and stuff so the, it depends no, on it. Absolutely. Really. Especially if you're going out all the time eating, you're, you're paying more that way. And I love that, that you stated how, how simplified it, it should be, right? Our cooking, mm-hmm. our meals don't need to be extremely complicated. You can work up gradually to, yes, having some sort of variety. It doesn't need to be boring and plain vegetables mm-hmm. all the time. 
but just start if you're not like if you're eating out takeout all the time and you're always eating from boxes or never you know skipping meals the first step is just okay I need to eat three meals a day or I need to work towards that right one really great rule that I use is yes protein with every meal yeah (laughs) yeah protein definitely a big fan of protein yeah but again that's something as women we're not eating enough of right? We're just thinking, okay, I need to have smaller portions if I want to lose weight. I need to eat less. But when we're eating less, the good stuff's get getting missed over, over you know what I mean? The, the junkier yeah, food, yeah. right? You're prioritized. Okay. And you can still technically lose weight if you're only eating a little bit, but then it catches up on you for a while, right? Then after a while, you are starving and you do want to eat everything, Right, and or you'll eat more. Yeah, you'll eat more, and you'll you'll most likely put the weight back on and more that you lost. And your metabolism will slow to adjust too because you're not eating enough. That's where the actual three meals. I can tell you, yes, eat three meals, and great. I'm sure they've heard that before, but it's not just about because you need to lose weight. It's about your energy. If you want to make it through your busy day, you got to eat good food right? You have to have those three meals. And if they do contain protein, those healthy fats, some freaking vegetables, you'll make it to the next meal without being hungry. Yeah. Right. I, I think that a lot of the time we, again, we think, okay, to become healthier, we get completely confused about that, what the word healthy means. And we think weight loss, right? And then with our nutrition, we think, okay, to lose weight, I have to eat less. Right. And we forget, okay, it's not even about the weight loss itself. It's do you want to have energy to get to the end of the day? Yeah. <laughs> do you want to have protein, any- yeah. protein is, is key, especially in uh, for many things, but hormone balance. And uh, you know, I totally agree with what you said. It is women, we don't eat enough protein. You should really try and have like a palm size of, of protein with every meal. because uh, it's crucial for, for everything. It's like the building blocks of the body. And it's, it's really needed in, in, for hormones and, and everything in the body. And, and it also makes you feel satiated. So if, you, if you're eating more protein, you will feel fuller. So you won't be wanting, you know, you won't be craving all the, the sweet, sugary things and, and you will eat less. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's my motivator myself. I don't want to be hungry between meals, right? If, especially if you're trying to lose weight. I mean, yes, you a little be a, a bit of hunger here and there is is normal but if you're doing it properly if you're giving your body the good whole foods that you've never been given you shouldn't be hungry uh, at all really at all so um a lot of the time i think that it gets confused because it's like you know again with the hunger and the eating less we do think that we need to eat less, but the protein again, is that one piece that gets missed, right? So it's like, okay, I'll eat protein, but I'll have one egg. It's like, no, I have have two eggs, I have three eggs, but that's so much better than, you know, a small portion and you'd still be in hungry and, and needing to overeat an hour later. Yeah, totally. totally. And I think the, as well as protein, another area that people tend to shy away from is fat like the healthy fats, which also are crucial for, for overall health for and hormones. And hormones, yeah. yeah. And, and it's kind of, it's to do with the, you know, fat was labeled, wasn't it, is that we should 
fat was terrible and we shouldn't eat it and everything was low fat. Whereas now, you know, researchers, you know, we've kind of turned around what we believed and now we're now the poor carbohydrates are the bad guys, aren't they? And, and, and fat's suddenly okay. So, I mean... There's research, no happy medium. I know, I agree. And I think a lot of the times the vegetables get missed too because boring vegetables that, you know, you've never tasted them in a healthy way that you enjoy and they get missed. But personally, I eat my vegetables, again, to be satisfied. Like your fats, they're going to satisfy you. Your proteins are going to satisfy you. Your vegetables going to satisfy you so you're not hungry between meals and not hungry period but though and those are the three pieces again that should be the the majority makeup of your meal yeah exactly mm. doesn't doesn't i always say it has to be easy and realistic for people to do it yeah yeah and gradually like if you're not eating any vegetables of course you're not going to go to eating two vegetable like with every meal right off the bat right start off with just having one meal per day get your serving or your vegetables in mm. It makes vegetables it can be delicious they I are mean, s- I, I just I've always liked vegetables and I know some people you know especially when they were growing up they didn't but I've always loved vegetables I think maybe I I was lucky enough to grow on, up on a farm in the, the south of England and my mother was a professional chef and she had her own vegetable patch you know so she grew all her, all her own vegetables and I, they were just delicious that's incredible and I think too many people don't they don't experience that. They don't, haven't tried them in a way or made, you know, tried them themselves in a way that tastes good. Right. I I actually have a recipe book as well. I'll link it below the show notes. Um, But I I wanted to keep things simple too, because like vegetables can still taste good without having to be that super gourmet. We all aren't chefs, right? But you can still make them taste good without just steaming them and being boring about it either. Yeah, totally. There's loads you can do with vegetables. Can be delicious, and you can 100%. put them in so many things and hide you know, them. A hundred percent. Yeah, a hundred percent. I know. I again, I'll, I'll have to put this in between the, the note, show notes too. But like, I have a PDF created to say like some tips about how to create. You know, make them taste good. Right. <laughs> we we all need to eat them, but not only that, it's kind of like the training. If you're going to eat them, you don't need to dread it. You don't need to go into it thinking it's, you know, I I hate them. I'm not going to eat them. It's going to, to make you not enjoy them, to not enjoy the actual process, right? If you go into a workout that you don't want to do, and even myself, I love working out, but there's still days when I don't feel like it, right? But if I go into it thinking, okay, all right. Well, I, I got to do this anyway. I might as well make the most of it. It makes a really big difference on it, not only to get me to finish that workout, but the experience of it as well. Totally. It's all about positive mindset, isn't it? I think you can really turn things around if you look at them, even when you don't want to do something. If you can just try to think, this is, this is great. I'm going to enjoy this. It makes gonna it try better. to shift some sort of perspective to make the most of it. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, and we can do the same thing with our nutrition, right? If you don't like vegetables, and there was a time in my life I didn't eat many of them, but, you know, I just kind of sometimes you got to like, you know, it is what it is. I got to do it. So if it's an, an under, it's kind of like my diabetes. I still have people who are like, oh, I couldn't do that many needles a day. 
well, I don't have a choice, right? If you were in my shoes and you didn't have a choice either, you would just do it, right? Same thing with the weight training. Maybe you're not good at it. Uh, It's totally okay, but you're only going to get better if you just kind of accept you you need to do it. (laughs) Same with those vegetables. Yeah, I think you have to like take yourself out of your comfort zone, don't you, in, in certain aspects and just embrace new things. If you're not used to eating vegetables or, or weight training, then just give it a go. Well, I mean, what's the worst that can happen? You learn what you don't like and then you do something different. Exactly. And you push your boundaries with that. Because if you do go in the gym and do a weight training and you've been dreading it and you think, oh, this is going to be horrible. And then you do it and you think, actually, that wasn't so bad. And the next time you go in, you'll look forward to it. It's all, it's all about pushing the boundaries just a little bit, isn't it, every time to, to a point where you will come to enjoy it and you'll look forward to going and doing a workout. A hundred percent. And I think that comes from t- true practice of doing the hard things, doing mm. the hard things that are hard to start but always pay off, right? Yeah. Because it is easier to stay at home and skip the gym and sit on your couch. Always easier, but you definitely don't feel good afterwards. mentally or all the pieces. And then the same thing with preparing a healthy meal. It does take more time to go buy the groceries to come home and actually prepare it. But guess what? Then when you eat that meal, you have energy to go work out if you want to, because you feel good. It pays off, right? Yeah. And batch cooking, I I think is very good. If you, when you go shopping, when you cook, cook cook a lot of what you do so you don't have to cook every night I mean I always have I do majority of my cooking at the weekends and then I make enough for the the weekday nights because I don't have time to cook in the week so there's always something healthy in the fridge I don't cook every night I just take out what I had made at the weekend and and eat that and it's it's perfect because it doesn't take any time it doesn't add any extra time even simply like you're already cooking your supper for tonight why not put double or triple on? Now you have lunch for the next two days prepared with literally no extra time, no work needed, right? And maybe some people don't like eating takeover leftovers, but I mean, one day in the fridge, it doesn't really taste that. No, I think sometimes it tastes even better. (laughs) And there's a lot of meals that taste better when they're leftover or that are still good when they're leftover. Simply like a casserole. I made a sweet potato casserole last night. I didn't even eat it last night, but I knew I wanted to have some sort of side dish for the week just to make a busier week a little bit easier to throw some meals together. Mm-hmm. Right? Some little ideas like that. You don't have to overcomplicate it. Right? No, I love absolutely the, not. I love the batch cooking idea too because proteins, right? We all a lot of struggle with our protein and maybe somebody who has a really busy morning getting out the door boil some eggs in your fridge, right? Like there's lots of ways to, or oats quickly you can put together, right? There's lots of ways you can definitely save yourself time and stress, but not give yourself excuses for needing to get that takeout. And don't have any, you know, don't have that temptation. If you're a person that that gets cravings or, or, you know, you know that you're, you're cravings towards sugary things, don't have anything like that in the house. Don't put yourself in that position that you can reach into the cupboard and, 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 and whether it's biscuits or cakes or, or whatever your thing is, don't buy it. Just don't have it in the house. Because it's, it's very not- rarely you'll get into the car and drive to the shop and buy that. 
you have to be really, really dying and didn't, you missed a lot of meals leading up if you want to go do that. Yeah, yeah, you, you got real serious sugar craving. There. <laughs> it's true though. It's kind of like that non-negotiable you can kind of create for yourself. If you don't buy it, it makes it a lot easier for you not to eat it. Mm. Right? Yeah, and just don't have it that and don't go, another good handy tip is that don't go shopping when you're hungry. You're more likely to get the 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 good stuff. <laughs> you just crave carbs. You'll you'll yeah. automatically go towards all the like the refined carbohydrate foods because you know your your body's hungry and it, it you know our bodies are so clever. Your brain wants carbohydrate because it's a very quick form of energy. You know we're programmed for survival. You know to crave those sort of things. So you know it's it's not some people beat themselves up about cravings but it you know it's actually a total like bodily response to survival not a let let alone like the supernatural ones that come like our food's not supposed to taste like that they in the factories they make it so supernatural and take out water take out things so that you crave it more that's why when you start it's really difficult to stop or when you're hungry on top of that and you didn't eat, right? A, a lot of the times, yes, you're right. We beat ourselves up for overeating something, but it could have been because of the fact that we we hadn't ate all day. And then we went to that food, which was super naturally, you know, and leading to the hormone side of things, it's those processed foods, not only do they make you crave them more, make you want to eat more of them, they're, they're not natural. So- no. When our body, when we do eat them, our body attacks them as if it's not natural, right? And yeah, that doesn't our- recognize them, yeah. So especially certain uh, fats, you know, the, the trans fats and the the, the fats that have basically the chemical composition them has, has been changed due to their processing. Um, and, and I mean, really refined foods are, have no nutrition in them whatsoever. They cause inflammation in the body. They cause blood sugar issues. I mean, the, the, it's the, the whole food environment is totally corrupt. I mean, I could really get on my, <laughs> on my I know, high we could... about the food environment. But, you know, and it's, it, if you think it's very difficult for people, no matter how much willpower you've got and you really want to eat healthily, you know, it's like what you were saying earlier, that no matter where you go, there's just food everywhere. And it's, it's, it's not, you know, it's all the refined. You go anywhere, any shops or anything, as you're checking out there, there's always some sort of like sugary snacks and treats. And it's, and they're doing it on purpose. I mean, of course, they, they want us to buy those things. And, and it is addictive. They have people there that just basically work on finding like the sweet spot between the sugar and the fat and, you know, what, what are body craves so when we eat these things we we can't stop no and a lot of the time again this is where it's such a gap is we think okay we have to eat less of these foods to lose weight but I've had so many women who maybe they're overeating and they're eating all of these calories but their body is still not getting what it needs which means that you don't have to eat less at all you have to focus first on giving your body just what it needs right? We do need protein. We do need water. We do need these vegetables for their micronutrients and things, right? Like that's our body's basic needs. 
So restricting it and taking all that away is just going to cause more hunger, more of that mindset of like, I can't have this, so I want it more, right? Instead, if you don't focus on, you know, not what you can't eat or what you can't do or all of those things, instead you focus on, okay, I got to give my body what it needs first. I can worry about cutting things out later, right? Mm. Just start with giving your body the protein it needs with your three, three main meals, a little bit extra snacks if you need it. And then adding in those, you know, swapping out those fats just by saying, okay, I'm going to minimize a little bit of the processed foods I eat, replace them with some healthier alternatives. Those two things alone, like we haven't added fruits and vegetables, but those make a big difference. Mm. Not just like weight loss, but our hormones too, right? Yeah, totally. And I mean, it's all about, it's really, you know, letting your body heal. If, if you are on a weight loss journey or, you know, you feel that you're exhausted, you've got a lot of different symptoms, you know, you really need to give your, your body a chance to heal. And, and that is through eating real foods in balance, you know, getting your blood sugar in balance. Stress is like chronic stress at, at the moment in society is, is causing a lot of different health issues, but one of them being weight management problems. So, you know, it's looking at the whole picture. And if you start on this journey, you know, for your body to heal and start absorbing the right nutrition and get down inflammation, and and it can take quite a long time, but it will happen eventually. You've just got to just be kind to yourself and realise that once your body's healed, you will start to lose the weight naturally if you stick to you know, a healthy eating plan that isn't restrictive. That's giving your body what it needs, right? And making choices that make you healthier, not necessarily making choices that are helping you lose weight. Yeah. Right? I have, God, I've been on the journey for a while, but in this last year recently, like I was stating with regards to my acne, that was my motivator. It was like, okay, sure, I'd love to lose a few pounds, but to me, it's beyond that. It's, okay, if I want... I need to do the work on the inside to see why my hormones are imbalanced and how to improve it that way. I had to detach from the weight loss itself at all because that's not what was the main purpose. And even if you have a loads of weight loss to lose, it's still the, the bonus, right? The reason we don't stick to these low carb diets or extreme measures is because obviously we're not getting enough and we're hungry and it leads to, it's not sustainable, but it's because our body, we're not driven by the right reasons, the right mindset behind it. You don't actually want to lose weight. You want to feel better. The weight loss, yeah, it's a bonus, but we're all driven for the same reason of like, we want to feel good. We don't want to feel stressed out when we're at work and hungry and tired all the time nor do we want to feel that way when we're around our families. No, exactly. And it's all, it's that quality of life, isn't it? And once you start on this journey and you, you start to feel better and have more energy, then it motivates you to keep going, doesn't it? And, but I always like to say to people that you, just, you have to stick at it. You know, it's a lifestyle change. And it really is fantastic because you, you, you'll feel so much better. And, and, you know, when, when we're talking about hormones, okay, 
there are imbalances or, or, you know, natural occurrences as we go into perimenopause. And, you know, as we spoke about blood sugar and stress, you know, there's other things such as thyroid health, you know, that can then play a part in, in, in weight management during this time period. Um, stress, as we said, is a huge thing. It is, you know, the stress, the cortisol, the stress hormone makes you crave carbohydrates. You know, you go on that whole like craving. If you're chron- chronically stressed, it's very, very difficult to lose weight. Yeah, you're staying up later. Chances are eating later. <laughs> yeah, and you, and you crave because you're because basically the stress response is is there so you can escape from a threat. But I mean, in today's society, it's it's just everyday life, the stresses of life, you know, at work or at home or whatever. So a lot of people are under this chronic stress, and you know that plays havoc with your health and and specifically with weight loss. It you know cortisol. When you have cortisol levels in your blood, you will store fat, and, and it's very, very difficult to lose weight. So what you need to think about doing in the beginning of your weight loss journey is to manage your stress. Because no matter what, how healthy you eat or how much you work out, if you're super stressed, you will not get the results that you, you want. No, and if you start off too quick and doing things you, you hate and you're not enjoying at all, that's just going to elevate your stress. Right. Instead, you want to do things that are a bit more gradual, a bit smaller, but that they build momentum. They they get you to start feeling better, which gets you to want to keep continue. And then, you know what I mean? You can compound on that. I think that's a lot of the times because we feel behind, maybe because we have a lot to lose or in those scenarios, we think we have to rush right to the end. Right. I still do this with, I'm terrible at setting timelines for myself. Luckily, I've learned to do it with regards to my weight loss and my health better, but even just like on my business side of things, right? It's like, okay, I'm so behind. I have to do everything all at once. But really, you just have to focus on the first step, do the first thing. Yeah. One thing at a time. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Otherwise, it becomes oh, all overwhelming, doesn't it? You've got about 30 things going on at the same time and you never really complete any of them. <laughs> no, I know. Okay, so we talked a lot about the nutrition side of things, the lifestyle, because I mean, again, the stress is the big piece, especially with havocing all of our hormones that are already hard to manage as is. You gotta sleep. You can't take the shortcut. Yeah, sleep is, is a huge thing in weight, in, in for, for women and weight gain and and. It's like a, a again. It's a if you're not sleeping, it just leads into this like cascade of of events that you know you're tired, you crave carbohydrates, you you maybe won't work out because you feel exhausted. And there's so many different like a hor- the hormone profile that happens if you're lacking in sleep is you know it's it's terrible. So sleep is key, and that that can be quite difficult for for women during perimenopause and menopause due to the decline in, in hormones, it, you know, the night sweats and, and things like that can, you know, interrupt sleep. So, you know, it's worth asking for help. I would say to people, you know, there's many people out there that are very good at helping you through these stages. So don't be afraid to ask for help and support. No, especially with a difficult, challenging time, right? No wonder you're struggling. Like, in the menopause days, I completely agree. That's a whole different level with regards to the weight loss, right? Or just becoming healthy. 
But a lot of the time we are scared to ask for help or reach out for help because we think we can do it all on our own. But look how many factors there are, how many different things need to be customized and adjusted for you, right? Because the training program that works for me is not going to work for you, right? Or my, what I eat in a day is still not going to be what works for you. But the only way to truly figure out what works for you is starting. Yeah. And go to a professional that understands it and can, you know, we're all very individual. I work with the functional medicine model where you really, you know, you look at the whole person and, and you kind of, it's like peeling back the layers of an onion, really, really gets getting to the, you know, the root problem of why you're feeling like this and then making a individual health plan for you that is for you and your, your needs. Cause one size does not fit all. It does not. Um, I have just finished, I've been working the last, well, it's been three years that I've been working with women and with regards to getting them started on their journey and giving them the tools and the the sustainability of it, right? Because even if we are working, and I, I know from my own previous experiences, I was found that, okay, they were giving me what I needed to do in the moment to lose the weight or become healthier, but I wasn't understanding what was happening, and I wasn't able to maintain it. And that was the most key important part, right? So in the nutrition step of my Beyond the Scale Academy, I have the very first step is you assessing yourself. Because yeah. how are you supposed to know? I'm not going to tell you what to eat. I have no idea what you're eating. There's no, no guidance or no point, starting point for you unless you know yourself, okay, I'm skipping breakfast. Okay, I'm not eating enough protein. You don't need to change everything. You just need to change those two things because you just figured that out, right? But then the knowledge piece of it, taking out the confusion, because even if you're tracking your food and you're assessing, you're not going to do that forever ever either, right? You have to learn yourself, okay, this is how much protein should be on my plate. This is the protein sources I like to be eating, right? And then you can know, okay... I got it all worked out. I gradually worked up to a place. Now I can gradually step away from the tracking of my food, right? Have a more intuitive approach because you've learned for yourself what needed to be assessed, what could have been approved, and you got that consistency in. Mm. Yeah. Right? And then the pieces, all the other pieces that go together with it too. Yeah. Yeah, No, it's it's like you say, it's uh, knowledge is power. I think if you want, if you understand why this is happening or, or why you know you may be gaining weight or whatever it is that you need help with, then you're more prepared to actually do something about it. So I think knowledge is explaining. I, I really try to explain to all my clients why this is happening, and you know, in in terminology that 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 they'll understand, not in you know academic, <laughs> you know. In, in a way that people understand and, and then that gives them the power to think okay well yeah that makes sense I'm going to do that because if I do that this will happen and I'll feel better exactly right if somebody just tells you to go eat this much protein <laughs> you might do it for a little while but if you don't know why and how much it satisfies you between your meals and you know the reasoning behind why your body needs that protein or the vegetables you're going to be less likely to stick with it yeah, no, you need the knowledge. And I think knowledge, 
as well, you know, especially when it comes to hormones, if you, if you understand what's happening to your body, then you, you know, and you can also then understand, okay, well, I can do this, I can do this. You can get the support that you need because you understand it rather than just suffering in silence. Yeah, because it's, it, like we said a hundred times, weight loss is hard, period, right? Yeah. At, let alone add on life's challenges, things that pop up that we can't predict. One size fits all doesn't work for many, many reasons, but um, one big thing because life isn't just perfect. There's no perfect timing where we can eat perfectly and work out every day and until we reach our goal and then we just stop. It doesn't work that way. You have to find ways to fit it in your lifestyle now when you are busy still. Yeah. Right. And those prioritize yourself, don't you? And I always like to say, you know, we have, everyone has this to-do list, don't we? This never ending list of things we need to do, but, but you know, the to-do list is never going to be done. And if you're waiting for that to be done to then prioritize your self-care and looking after yourself, it's never going to happen, is it? You know, even if you, if you can't put aside 10 minutes, 15 minutes out of your day to look after yourself, then I think you should really reassess your life because you know we're we only have one life and you looking after yourself is the most important thing it is and a lot of us especially as women we we feel the guilt because we're always trying to look after everybody else right it's like you're people pleasing you're super want to help people which is fantastic but you can't pour from an empty cup like I still feel guilty sometimes with my busy work schedule and my kids and everything of taking time to go work out but the thing is it's not about the time that you just took to work out when it's what you get afterwards it's the mental clarity that I'm able to better be present with my kids if I got to work out in for myself right I'm have enough energy to keep up and get the housework done or you know it's it's so much more than that. And it doesn't have to be like you had said in the beginning, like those two hour workouts in the gym. I get it. We're all busy. Not many of us have time to do that. But 20 minutes can be a game changer for the whole rest of your day. Yeah, totally. It's it. And I think what a good idea that I find that works for a lot of my clients is that they need to schedule it into their diary so they will whether it's 20 minutes 30 minutes or however long that they can have just for doing something for themselves if they put it in their diary as if as if you would put in a meeting then they'll do it but if it's not in there then it's the it, bottom it of the, the yeah, yeah it's like it's pushed to the bottom of the priority list right I'll do it tonight and then you're exhausted and do it now and then you feel good enough to enjoy your night and relax and rest yeah. Yeah. right same with that, that works for a lot of people actually because then it's like okay one o'clock oh yeah that, that was in I'm going to go for a walk or I'm going to the gym they'll do it if it's written in their diary <laughs> gotta prioritize it because it does it's yeah it's 20 minutes away from maybe doing something you could have been doing but by taking care of yourself you'll have more energy to do those other things and to feel better and to get that healthy meal in Okay. It's all, about, it's all about looking after yourself, isn't it? And it is. Putting yourself first and learning to say no, which I think, again, that women, we're very bad at that. We're, we're real pleasers, aren't we? And carers. And we're so look, used to saying yes to everything. I know I was a very yes person, but I think as I 
I've got older and wiser, I find it easier actually now to say in a, in a very nice way, you know, no, sorry, you know, I can't do that at the moment. Or if it actually is quite empowering to say no. <laughs> well, it took, took you practice. You had to learn saying yes too many times and realizing the consequences of it to realize then you need to have boundaries. You do need to prioritize things because we don't have time to do everything. Right. But what we do prioritize is really important. And our health needs to be the number one because our hormones, our stress, what we eat, whether we exercise or not, it all correlates to having a healthy balance in our life. The only way, right. The only way for us to lose weight at any age or to be our healthiest version of ourselves starts with us taking care of ourselves. So if I, unfortunately, this time went really quick. Um, If I'm going to put in the show notes below, I want my academy is out and I have a free masterclass that is also available just for the first three starting strategies to get you started. Because as we've talked about, it is the hardest part is getting started. So I did create a masterclass for women, everyone to understand what their first steps need to be that don't require you to eat less, that just give you that guidance to get started. So Allison, would you share with us, and we'll have this listed in the notes below, if there's any women who are about to go into menopause, who are struggling with menopause right now, how can they reach you and how can they help, can get help from you? Yeah, I think that the easiest way is through my website, uh, which is uh, www.alisonblad, that's B-L-A-D-H.com. Uh, and I'm active on all social media channels. Uh, Instagram is Alison Blard. Um, I'll have them listed, yeah. Alison Blard, you, you'll find me if you put that in. And also on Twitter, I'm, uh, I have a, a wonderful community on Twitter called the Pink Tea Room, which is, is like a hub for, for ladies, talking about ladies' things. And I'm very much into my um, motto is get your sparkle back. So... I will, I have to list all of that below. That's amazing. And the community part's really important, right? Because we do feel alone in a lot of it. It is like we struggle. We feel like we're the only ones struggling with this and yeah. we, we don't know where to go. And that stops us. That stalls us. That makes all the other pieces harder to manage, right? Totally. Okay. So. It's all about community, isn't it? Just sorry, one other thing I forgot to say. I have a, on my website, I have a, a wonderful resources page where if, you, if you're interested in, in getting ideas for healthy meal ideas, there's lots of uh, meal plans you can download there, you know, to help you with uh, more of a Mediterranean style eating, just easy ideas to, to get you going on, on your menopausal journey. That's amazing. We'll have to link that. And like I said, I had a couple other ones with regards to like veggies and nutrition. We did touch a lot on nutrition today. So I'll make sure to add those to the notes as well. But just know that there's support out there, right? Like it's not, you don't, we need help. All of us need help. And if you're stuck and you're struggling right now, then the help is there. Even if you just check out your free resources or watch the masterclass. Like you can still learn a lot and at least have those first couple steps to get yourself going. Totally. Don't be be afraid to ask for help because we all need help at some stage, don't we, in our lives? We do. And being healthy is challenging, (laughs) right? You don't have to do it alone. There's a lot of steps. There's a lot of pieces, but it just starts with you 
getting yourself started, taking that first step, trying to find your balance within all those pieces. Yeah. Right? Really Thank well you. said. <laughs> Thank you so much, Allison. It was really nice meeting you and really enjoyed this episode and uh, asking you some questions. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It was lovely talking to you. <laughs> we'll have to um, do a follow-up for sure. Maybe do yeah, a follow-up podcast. Yeah, that would be great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you found this interview helpful. You will use and implement some of the tips and suggestions we have given to you and that you'll check out the resources, check out the free masterclass listed below and start taking some action because we know what it's like to to try to live a healthy lifestyle. It can totally be challenging, totally be confusing and we really want to help you feel less confused give you some guidance, give you some action steps so that you can you can feel your best. It's not about the number on the scale, right? It's about how you feel. And that's the most important piece. In order to show up as your best, you got to take care of yourself. And it can start with simply eating a bit more protein or getting in a few 20-minute workouts each week. Start smaller, and I promise you'll be able to stick to it much longer. You got this. <laughs>